0: What's up, everybody? This is Scott Duvall. You're listening to episode 296 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. And this is the big, huge, ginormous, gigantic, terrific SEC Championship Game preview show. Uh, You're listening live to us, meaning that we're recording this intro live. And there's no way I'm going to redo this thing. So I hope you're enjoying uh, your travels. Yeah, you're, you're traveling right now. To Mercedes-Benz Stadium, getting ready for your tailgate. And uh, we are here to help make that hour and a half drive a little bit easier. So without any further delay, here's Will to get it all started.
1: Yes, we are doing this live, which is to say this is a podcast. We're standing behind you right now, talking into your You think you're listening to the podcast on your phone, but actually Tony, Scott, and I have sneaked behind you and are doing the show, following you around. If you turn to your left, we will move to our right and you will not be able to see us. That's how dedicated we are to the live yeah, experience. Tony's like uh
0: Trayvon and let's, Walker right now. Unless I'm you're on the talking. treadmill.
2: Because I'm not doing that. Oh man, if you're on the <laughs>
1: treadmill. No, we don't have to move if they're on the treadmill. That's the whole point. We can just surround them. That's the easy. Is person to do this with? Is if they're on a treadmill, treadmill because you just sit right there. Well, I, yeah,
2: I'm actually in the back seat of your car. Do not be afraid. This is this is the new reality of uh, on-demand podcasting times. Um, so, yeah, you know, we uh, as as we get started, I, I do want to note that this is our. Um, I guess for the regular season, this wraps it up for us. We're going to have some sort of talk, hopefully, about the college football playoffs Mm -hmm. in a week or two with some to follow. But I do want to say thank you to our podcast sponsors, um, SP2 Hospitality, particularly the Pine Bar, The Root, and El Barrio.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because I went by there today to see Scott Parrish, who's one of the SP2s in the SP2 hospitality. I, we can explain that later. In fact, I think I'm going to have Scott and Sachin on a Spotlight Series sometime in the offseason after Georgia football has finished. But um, one thing he did want me to specifically tell you, Tony, is that they are starting a whiskey club like they had at the uh, Pub on Main at The Root. All right. Yeah, so they're going to be starting that. Um, I was at The Root today. The studio space is amazing. Last week they had Jay Gonzalez of the Drive-By Truckers awesome, play. Yeah. Um, he said that went really good. So, I mean, it's a full spot where they have a stage and the acoustics are really good. So the, expect a whole lot more things uh, from The route. But um, while I have you all here, before we get started into the SEC preview, I mentioned that I was talking to Scott today. He and I spoke for about three or four minutes, and I wanted you to hear from him. You've been hearing from us all season about the Pine and El Barrio and The route. But I wanted you to hear from Scott as we are walking from the root to El Barrio. And uh, here's a little bit of our conversation. All right, so this is Scott. I'm with Scott. And we're over here leaving the root basement bar, heading over towards El Barrio. And I just wanted to get caught up with Scott Parrish, uh, co owner of uh, the pine, El Barrio, and the root. And just kind of see what's going on either this, you know, December and on into January. What's going on over at the restaurants and the bar?
3: Well, the, you know, the pine and the root, uh, holiday season's pretty busy with Christmas parties and and whatnot, but got a lot coming into December, first of January. Um, The Pine Wine Club has been a, a big success for us this year. We will continue that into next year. And then the root with the expansion live music or whatnot we're bringing back the whiskey club which will be fun oh
0: that'll be uh, big for tony he was a member of that when you had the pub on maine
3: that's right that's right so we've expanded our whiskey list down there so we'll be bringing back the the now root whiskey club so we're excited about that and then obviously more live music we're going to do some comedy acts we do trivia and all kinds of fun stuff going on at the root at the root okay so that
0: that covers the root and it's expanded if you haven't been by there lately the TransFit used to be right next door. It's gone. It's a full uh, place where they can have concerts. In, there. in fact, uh, last week they had Jay Gonzalez from the Drive-By Truckers play. Uh, so make sure you stop by the route when you're looking for whiskey or for live entertainment. Now, we're, we're actually walking right now to El Barrio. And uh, so you mentioned something earlier about maybe some tweaks in the menu, which that kind of happens with restaurants. What's going on with the menu at El Barrio?
3: So El Barrio, you know, it's, it's- very much a seasonal restaurant, right? A lot of uh, outside seating or whatnot. And as we move into winter months and cooler months, we tend to tweak the menu. So we've been working with our head chef, Delayla, and we're revamping our tacos and all kinds of plates and empanadas and everything. So we'll be rolling out a new menu here in January.
0: Okay, well, that sounds good. And of course, as I'm standing here uh, on, on Milledge Avenue, we have the Putting Green. It, it, it still looks
3: great. Yes, breaks a little to the right, and it, they're they're rolling very fast.
0: Yeah, that's one of the most unique things. I mean, I mean, if you're looking for Instagram photos and while you're eating great tacos and food, there's really no better place than here at El Barrio because you got the view of Five Points here in Athens, and you get to entertain yourself or let your children be entertained while you you and your uh, significant other are eating. So, last thing, the Pine Bar. It's the date night spot. It's uh, the tapas. I I love the uh, bacon wrap dates that y'all have there um what's what's new or what hasn't changed uh at the pine bar
3: and again the the pine bar is very seasonal so that menu is constantly changing but we pivoted a year ago to the smaller plates and the tapas style and focused more on the wine list we have upwards to 150 bottles now Um, we have our wine club which is really cool um but it's still the date spot Tuesday through Sunday, and then obviously Champagne Brunch on Saturdays and Sundays, which is fun. It's half off all sparkling bottles of wine.
0: That's uh, that's big, uh, the half
3: off part. And do you still do the first Fridays? We do our first Friday, first Friday. lunches. Um, there is talks about expanding our lunch, but we haven't confirmed any of that yet.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, y'all uh, y'all been good about sending us photos when y'all dine out at the Pine or El Barrio. Uh, send us some, some pictures of the route is going forward but speaking about the sec championship game this coming saturday what we all have going on for that for people that don't go to atlanta
3: so obviously the weather is supposed to be nice the game's at four so el barrio front lawn and the patio tvs will be rocking and then the route will have a big setup we'll have food all the tvs we have a 12 tvs in there now um so the route will be hopping as well.
0: Awesome. The route will be hopping. Uh, they'll be able to hear it all the way down in Atlanta. But, uh, yeah, y'all stop by next time you're in Five Points and looking for some beverages or some food. Thanks, Scott. Thank y'all. We appreciate it.
1: All right. So uh, there is no better way to get everybody dialed up for the SC Championship than five-minute of ads. So there (laughs) we're ready to go. Let's get walking through the wall. Uh, By the way, if you want more ads, we will always take the sponsorship. Yeah, by all means. Absolutely. Hey, that could be you. You (laughs) start starting the first five minutes of our SEC Preview Championship podcast uh, right from the beginning. Hey, so we are here. uh, Who are we playing? uh, I think we're playing Alabama, as a matter of fact. Uh, It's funny. I can tell one of the the things that uh, we got back from the – the Georgia Tech game on Saturday. My son and I got back in time. My, my wife and other son were already home. We got back in time to watch the second half and all the
0: overtime oh, yeah. of the Alabama Auburn oh. game.
1: It was per- perfect.
0: Did, did you think it was going to have an Illinois-type feeling, Illinois-Penn State, when it went to the, the two-point conversions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the, I think you need a little bit more. You need offenses that are a little worse <laughs> than both of those teams to go, to go for the full nine. Um, but it, it was funny because one of the things that we were talking about, we were, we were in the lanai and we were watching the game, <laughs> and one of the things we were commenting on was like, wow, this is so exciting. This game is so tense, and we haven't had one of these no. all year. It was something remarkable. And listen, I feel like it's a good way to kind of get into this about this whole season. We only need to wrap up all of it, but uh, certainly I think, you know, emotionally speaking, I think it's undeniable, two things can exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. One, this has been an incredible season that has been a blast, that has led to great moments. As I said last week, uh, the Jordan Davis... Leading the band feels like it's going to be the image uh, from the season. There's been all these great moments. The the the, de- the defense looks like it's the most recent mock draft. There's three Georgia mm-hmm. players in the first round in the Athletics Top dra- Draft, and that was not the case before the season started. There's clearly... Has been terrific. All these things, all the wonderful things we expect to have happen. This is the best team. All of us agree that we've seen in our time rooting for Georgia.
0: Yeah, I wasn't so sure when Tony was saying that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but now like, it's like, yeah, now, now it's I'm like, completely convinced. Totally. I'm convinced of it.
1: Yeah, and so like lots of awesome things. This mm-hmm. is all great. That no one, I it's twelve and zero, and no one should ever look even slightly askance at a twelve and zero season. It is also true that there has not been a moment of excitement with Georgia football since Labor Day. <laughs> like That's There true. just hasn't no, been. You're right. There, there just hasn't right. been. And I don't... And excitement's maybe the wrong word. Tension. Tension, It's probably, yeah. probably the right word. There just hasn't been a moment where you... this it, A single game has even been slightly in doubt... Maybe that first quarter of the Auburn game, but none of us were really actually After very the concerned.
0: Tennessee first drive, yeah.
1: Maybe the Tennessee first drive, but it was just like they're gonna get this right, and then they did. Yeah. There just hasn't been any tension in this season at all. Whereas that Auburn Alabama game was nothing but tension for four hours. So I think it is okay to say this season has been wonderful, and and it's been awesome to just see. How far ahead Georgia truly is from the average or slightly above average or way below average team in the SEC? That's a great place to be. I'm glad none of those games were close because that would say that Georgia is not as good as we thought as we think they are. They've want those teams the way you, they should want them teams. want them teams. On the other <laughs> hand, it is also true then I'm actually ready for some like, really exciting tight games. <laughs> and like, I don't think tight games is the wrong way to put it, but I'm, exi- I'm excited for some pushback is probably the best way to put it. Oh, not me. And, and I understand that. I get well, we've discussed this before, <laughs> that like the, my favorite baseball game is that my team scores 10 runs in the first inning, yeah. which I can now say openly because the Braves are the World Series. You won't get mad at me for right. it. Also, it was totally an infield Fly. fly that was the correct call. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, doesn't matter, matter anymore. anymore. doesn't matter <laughs> anymore. So, uh, so and, I, and, I, and, I, and I understand that. But I also think that, like, you know, these things are, are they last in our memories because of moments. Because of, of moments where, like, right now, I remember the 2012 SEC Championship game. I remember the 2017, uh, uh, 2017 SEC Championship game, 2018 National Championship game, the other Alabama SEC Championship game. I remember all of those more vividly than I remember a single game this season. I don't think there's any question about it. whether they won or whether they lost. I remember those games vividly. I remember the, the Rose Bowl. All of those games, they are lasting memories forever. Now, maybe the lasting memory forever is you drinking downtown in, uh, in, in downtown Indianapolis. And, that's it, and we'll all have a great time. And no one is going to be like, oh, that was no fun. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great if that happens. There's going to be no complaints. However, it has been a long time since Georgia has been even slightly challenged it will be nice to see them slightly challenged because I want to see how they react because th- this is the start of several likely challenges. And uh, I, I think it's good for the fans. It's good for the team, obviously. I think it's good for the fans too because I, I do Since as awesome as this year's been, there there has been, like, there just hasn't been any, attention, any tension in three months. That's great. I am not complaining about it, to be as clear as possible. But memories last forever. Be, like, Cardinals fans remember the 2011 World Series so much more than they remember the 2006 World Series. But, uh, you know, Atlanta, Braves fans will remember...
0: Oh, the, yeah, Solaire's
1: home run. Yeah, I mean, like, you remember these, like, incredible moments. You don't remember picking them up at their, their feet in the air and, and uh, picking them up in the air and letting their feet dingle until they die. And so I'm not saying that it will be unpleasant. It will be awesome. However, I have to say part of my excitement heading into this, in addition to being like, wow, George Nancy's championship game, they're playing Alabama, they're going to be in the playoff, is also like, okay, now it's serious. Because it hasn't really felt serious really in a while. Yeah, I think that's probably a a
2: good way of looking at it. Although I will say that I'll continue to take unexciting games (laughs) um, in in a heartbeat right now. I think the interesting part to me, and and this is what I've been pondering for the last two weeks really, is uh, there's going to come a point, whether it's this game, the next game or the next game, uh if we if we have a third game. Um that where Georgia is really going to have to respond to a real challenge. And I, I would I would put the only thing I would push back on is I think the Tennessee game where they gave up a touchdown, they scored, they gave a field goal, and it's like, okay, Tennessee's not going away. Mm-hmm. Um and, and then of course short scored twenty four natural <laughs> points. But as um, they do. As they do. <laughs> um the I think the the part about it to me that is, um, we'll find out, and of course we're... I- we're probably three hours away from making a prediction, but I'm, I'm joking. We're not that far. Uh, we got a basketball game by to right go to. We are, just yes. so you know,
1: we are going to the Memphis-Georgia game, basketball game. We'll all be sitting together to look for us. Wait, yeah, the game's already happened. But uh, <laughs> we will be <laughs> – If you see us, sorry, it was us. Well, we're, we're behind you right now on the treadmill. But we, will, we We are finishing this podcast and then going to the game and making our big – we're expecting to be on the Jumbotron. Oh, it, it, like, like when you see Jack Nicholson at a Lakers game. Hey, WSLS yeah. is here. Yeah, right. I will be fully expecting that.
2: But uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> I'm not um, we're that. still behind you. Yes, the um, the thing about it to me is it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia responds to that. I'm utterly convinced Georgia respond well. We have responded well uh, every time they have been whatever you want to say punch to the mouth. The version of that is tickled hard. <laughs> um, but that's, that's a great point. So um, I, I guess Tennessee came close to. I mean, I mean, look, not for nothing. Georgia Florida was zero zero, with three minutes left in the second half the second quarter I mean uh and but that's what that's what Georgia does. Georgia flips game scripts uh whether the question true.
1: is if they would have played the way that they did against Alabama, the way they did against Florida at the beginning of the game, would that game be zero zero?
2: no probably not, probably yeah. not and, and so that i mean I'm, I'm fully expecting Georgia to be behind
1: this game I just
2: am yeah. I, it's fine it I just, uh, teams have figured out that you can script a good drive against this defense and score. Um, Auburn did it. Tennessee did it. Florida came really close to doing it. Uh, Georgia Tech absolutely didn't. <laughs> um, Charleston Southern came closer. Uh, I think it bears repeating that Charleston Southern came closer. And um, you know, the the exciting part to me, too, um, we earlier the three of us were talking about tickets to this game and how, how they are surprisingly high. And I think there are a lot of Georgia fans who feel like you do well um who want to see the exciting game and also kind of want to be there when it happens against Alabama yeah
1: mm-hmm. i and i i think there's no question about yeah. that and i think that yeah. i think that 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 is I was wondering in when we did this show, obviously, we want to talk about the matchups, everything, how much we wanted to talk about the Alabama thing, which I don't like. Listen, I understand that this is not a top shelf Alabama team, which is to say there are only three in the country. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's almost scarier. Yeah. Well, I,
2: you bring up a good point, though. But a lot of people are like, oh, this Alabama team's like, they had one of the top three. Football teams in the last twenty years last year, so yeah. you know the fact that they're merely eleven and one and have struggled in a couple of games makes everybody like eh, this team ain't nothing. Yeah, it's worth
1: nothing. It's worth noting that if like they won the Western Division of the SEC, they're, they're a good team. And and if the, and if Texas A&M misses that field goal or that goes one way direction or the other, oh yeah. I mean, we're, I we're think not Georgia, ranked number one at the half. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think even though I think everyone would say, well, the eye test, is better, and maybe they might be one away, one in the what? college football playoff. Yeah, but, but I think I pop, we are, but not the not the polls, not not the the polls. polls. absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that, that that's one little thing, that a game that obviously is considered a little bit of a fluke, which happens, but the idea that this is a lesser Alabama team is, it's not what they were last year. They're not as good as they were last year. They're not as good as some of the Alabama teams we've seen, but they're Alabama, for crying out loud. I also think
2: Saban is frustrated with this team. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw his rant on his weekly. I did, I yes. I don't know how, I, I think Spencer Hall was the one that brought this up, how how does Nick Saban, who controls literally everything, still see 30 minutes of his life to be asked by the Pisons <laughs> random questions at a Chili's or wherever yeah. it is in, honestly, in Tuscaloosa? Honestly. Right.
1: And like his like how do they not screen every call? <laughs> there,
2: there, there are a lot of questions. It's like Jim from sitting there in the like with yeah. a beer talking yeah. to him. Yeah. So his, you know, his um he has given some pretty frank answers, right, at halftime of the Auburn game. He was like, well, we can't block anybody, and if we don't block anybody, we're not going to win this game. That is a very uncharacteristic Honest assessment from Nick Saban, who constantly coaches, even in halftime press conferences.
1: And, and it's funny; I thought it was interesting his post game after the Auburn game. I don't remember seeing him ever quite so like not giddy. He, he, he didn't yeah. expect to win the game. Like he he kind of had that look, like I, I can't just believe found it. money. can yeah. we pulled pull that off. He kind of had that like shitting grin on his face, right? And he was I, doing the he was doing the donkey or something, which you I, knew
0: they were going to win that game. I
1: have to say, but uh, Saban didn't look like he knew. He didn't think he was. And and I think that. That actually scares me a little bit. Absolutely, agree. Play <laughs> <You can laughs> the underdog part. It,
0: now, now, yeah. Will, you have brought it up in the past. The last time Alabama was an underdog, it, they're an underdog this week. Two thousand fifteen. Does yeah. it go from Georgia to yes, Georgia? It does. It does. 100%. Now
1: there are, I think, a couple of lines had that line eventually moving to a Pickham or Alabama by like a half. But I think, like in the pro- playoffs, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, in fifteen. In, uh, the, oh, I yeah. See, yeah. The, the 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 rain the, game, rain the game. sad game. Yeah. And again, it's funny how. You know, there's been so many Alabama like everyone's talking about the national championship game, everyone's talking about the S C championship game, or they're going back to twelve and talking about that game. I still feel like the most pivotal game since I've been here and since two thousand twelve, George Alabama is the one that they lost at home. The last
0: time the Alabama was favored, here. the fifteen game, fifteen yeah. Yeah.
2: that that feels great a sea change in the whole process. Everything, like, everything,
1: Kirby, about, everything about Georgia started. It started, changed.
0: It Kirby, it started Kirby, the the ship sinking. Yeah, that's no,
1: that's the game. Like like honestly, every other thing was like twelve was so close mm-hmm. and national championship game. Georgia probably should have won. The SEC championship game, they probably should have won. No one looked at those games and thought, oh, man, Georgia's never going to – they can't even belong in the same field as Alabama. That 2015 game was the definitive there has to be a change here, and this is what's got us here. And I think I—I—I I, I think that when you think of Alabama games as we look back on this, that's the one I think you should keep in your mind uh, uh, during this game. Because that is, that is where they were, where Georgia was. Alabama is still where they were mm-hmm. then. That is where Georgia was, and this is where Georgia is now. Does that mean Georgia is going to win? No, but like the whole idea has always been: keep getting out there, keep getting shots. You're going to get them one of these years. This certainly feels like the year. But again, you know, the go ahead. Tony. Well, i have about to say if I'm Kirby, all the video
2: of all the video in Buttsmere Hall is it's not it's not the. It's not the overtime touchdown. Yeah. It's not. It's is plays from the fifteen game. I think yeah. you're right, um, it, and the reason you're right. I mean, maybe it's cuts for all of them, but yeah. you know, I think Kirby is saying like Georgia. Georgia's a seven point favorite yeah. in the SEC championship Oof. against Alabama. Mm-hmm. A seven point. They're a touchdown favorite. Okay, I think they should be. You and I can all agree that that it looks like they should be based on what we've seen. But so Kirby has a little bit of a pro- motivation problem here. I don't think he has a motivation problem. Kirby has some steps to get his team motivated. And the best way I can think of is to say, we ain't done it until we do it. Because that's kind of been his message. Like, either you're elite or you're not, right? And this game will prove whether or not Georgia is elite or not until the next game. Right. And that's exactly why Kirby is preaching to his his folks. And frankly, if I'm him... I'm showing the 2015 game yeah. because that was a game where Georgia came in thinking, "Okay, we got them. They're we're favored. here. They were, we're favored. favored. This is this, this is, is a, what we built. A thing that's happening here, yeah. and Nick Saban made the University of Georgia football
1: team." look silly and made them change everything that they were doing right and change everything changed their whole mindset about college football yeah (laughs) and in a way that has led georgia to this point has led georgia the point that they are seven freaking point favorites over alabama in the national championship game now i also think i wonder if alabama would have beat auburn the way people thought they were going to beat auburn if that's like four like the fact that alabama is not Peaking to any stretch of the imagination right now, but again, that actually makes me a little nervous because I feel like Alabama. I mean, it, I think it cuts both ways, yeah.
2: Right? I, Alabama's been on a little bit of a downward trajectory since the Texas AM game, um, I, but frankly, the Florida game wasn't great. I was gonna say, that.
1: I it's probably probably since the Miami well, who'd they play in the first game of the year? Miami, Miami, probably since the Miami game, yeah, like where they look like, oh, they're they're, they're Alabama, they're I fine, and
2: I mean, their season splits are. Their defense has remained yeah. pretty good. Their offense has gotten progressively worse month over month.
1: It's all... I mean, Young's the only... I mean, he's
0: just... Young he is doing offense, everything yeah. for him. Who's and their it,
2: running back that's injured? Brian Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Robinson's playing or not, but if he yeah. doesn't play, that could be tough yeah. for yeah. them.
0: But, so. It's amazing how little depth that they have at running back and... Dejon Di- Edwards for Georgia is the 5th string running back. He scored touchdowns the past two weeks.
2: Well, Robinson's their 4th string running back. I mean, they, they have a lot of They they've have had three, a lot of injuries in the running back room.
1: So here's something, getting kind of matchups in this game, because I, I think we can come back uh, to the Alabama mystique for a moment. One of the things I found watching that Auburn game, uh, I actually really liked the game that Mason called. I thought it was a very smart, uh, oh, yeah. A yeah. Very smart game. But he, I feel like he kind of stopped it in the overtime. He blitzed. Every time he blitzed, Mm -hmm. Young couldn't like he was. It was was tough because he blitzed to a point where Young couldn't really scramble very well. Young just had to make a short pass real time. Every time that Young had a little bit of time, that was when he found someone, and that was pretty consistent. Really, even on the last drive, when Mason I think took a foot off the gas a little bit and and blitzed a little bit less, he dropped
2: into some prevent there,
1: and that allowed him to find guys. The blitzing has not really been Georgia's thing this has year. It, has not had to be. <laughs> and I am <laughs> curious if you yeah, see we hear You'll that on my notes. Yeah, but but we hear that a lot this year. We've heard that a lot this year, right? That like it's it, you know, we've always talked about at the beginning of the year, like, oh well uh, even even with uh with 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 uh, some of the previous offensive coordinators, there's always been the idea of, oh well, they're holding it back for this game. They're holding it back, they're waiting for the big game to do it. Um This is a year that like, okay, so have we seen them, are they holding back everything? Like, I guess that's the question is, it feels like to me, like he was in trouble when they blitzed pretty much the entire game. It wasn't his fault, it's not like he gets scared, it's just that like, their offensive line is having trouble, the right tackle was a problem for them all game, but Georgia doesn't really do that. Their defense is not really structured that way to like, be a heavy blitzing team. Do you think they'll just play it straight up or do you think they'll blitz after the trouble that he had with the blitz last week?
2: No, I think we'll see more blitz. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I've been thinking is like when Georgia has blitzed, and they've done so deliberately, um, they have had great success. Part of the part of the thing that I think Georgia will do is... um, the one thing that Georgia does really well, probably better. The thing that I noticed early Georgia was doing that made me think this might be the best team I've seen in my lifetime is that Georgia is basically able to bring defensive pressure from the front four. That looks like a blitz. And what, what I mean by that is because, um, Davis eats up so much space in the middle that you're basically occupying two and sometimes three blockers, which means if you're doing that, you have a Hobson's choice for the other three right. guys. You're basically getting hat on hat, and it takes just one quick, like quick little stunt, and suddenly you have a defensive lineman, but a very quick defensive lineman running free off the edge. You have a free blitz that's not a blitz. That's not, yeah, essentially, that's essentially yeah. what George is doing right. and doing very well. Now, what I think will happen is that um, on some especially early downs because one thing Alabama has done very well at and did very well at early in the season were short passes, basically using short passes, and that's Bill O'Brien's influence, right? Short passes that basically look like the run game. Uh, at or behind the line of scrimmage, about 25% of their passes. Uh, and it goes up to about 60% really? early downs. Um, it would not surprise me in the least if you see a, you know Dean or somebody like that on – Doing some offhand, or even Dan Jackson coming out of the safety slot, doing some offhand blitzing, uh, but won't be from the edge. I think it'll be in the middle. And what basically what you'll do is you'll, um, you, again, you'll let Jordan Davis eat up space in the middle, and you'll show that little cross, and uh, with the idea that Jackson basically is going to fill that space uh, that mm. probably the offensive lineman is going to shift to try to occupy on that cross. Um, but it does does worry me a little bit because I, the key to this game is making, I mean. You make him uncomfortable, he becomes pedestrian. I mean, he's not bad. Particularly like, if you make him uncomfortable in the pocket. In the pocket. Yeah. If he gets outside the pocket right. then Well, yeah. I mean he's he's not a he's not a runner per se, but he is very good when he's moving. Yeah. Right. That's that's right. Yeah, he and, is
1: he is good at finding no, people when he's moving. Yeah, he's just good when he has time. What, yeah, any Either made, right. made by his offensive line or made by himself.
0: Would maybe one of the reasons why they struggled versus Auburn, especially with the blitz, is because Jamison Williams got ejected for a targeting early in the in the first so, half. Yeah,
1: a, yeah, only 15 minutes too early. Unfortunately. Yeah,
0: right. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And so then they were. I mean, he's definitely the number, now Mechie is is, a, I mean, is a had, killer mean, they had not done
2: anything with him in the game. I mean, they were yeah. Auburn. Just look, Mason had a fantastic game plan for him, which frankly was the same game plan that LSU had for them. Remember, they only won the game 21-14. Uh, and this is an Alabama team that was putting up points. So, I, I think I think Will's point is a good one in that we have to find ways to bring unique pressure and make Young uncomfortable. Make him figure out, okay, I, it's, not just, it's not even about taking shots, although I think they have to take shots to win. It's about... Him making the best possible read and having time to do so because he makes a lot of throws. That I mean, his he has, his he has, his he guy has a fairly high completion rate, but his per completion rate he's is,
0: probably going to win the Heisman. which right. is crazy. <laughs> but his his per his yeah, per
1: that says per, more about the Heisman.
0: Yeah, thing this it, year it than
2: does it him. But, yeah. but his his per completion rate is like three and a half yards uh, less than mm. Stetson's because he throws a ton of balls at or behind the line of scrimmage, even five yard balls. Um what you want him to do is instead of finding. Uh, a swing pass to the, the running back, or um, a receiver cutting inside on a bubble screen, or whatever it is Alabama runs, uh, you want him making the, the quick read outlet pass first, which means you're throwing to the tight end at two yards, where you're just, Georgia's defense is just gonna smother that. Um, and eventually, what's gonna happen is when the ball's gonna bounce off one of his hands, there's an interception, or you, we just have it well covered. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Do you worry at all? You remember early in the season we were getting a lot of pass interference penalties called on our secondary, Ringo and Kendrick. Do you worry at all the the fact that we haven't been tested in the secondary, like Will said, of the past six or seven games? Could that come back because that that was a that was a that was an issue. Maybe they've gotten better. I know Dan Jackson's gotten better. Louis Seen has definitely gotten better. He's missed like eight tackles in his whole career. Um that kind of worries me.
2: I, I think it's a good it, the interesting part about this is I think that Georgia's, um, I hate Ben, don't break because I'm the right way of putting it. Georgia is, um, Georgia is a little, it's better than average, but not great at um, at efficiency, right? A team can matriculate down the field on them if yeah. they're efficient. Um, it doesn't mean that they can do it every time, but they can. But they also have a hard time getting past the 20, 15 yard line. Teams have a hard time getting past the 15 yard line. When so, the field shrinks. When the field shrinks. So, If you're asking me, am I worried about pass interference, generally, yes. Am I worried about pass interference turning into points every time or seven points every time? Probably not. Um, Because if we get in a situation where we have a couple—and we did this against Clemson, right? If we get in a situation where we have a couple of pass interferences early— I think landing and smart will change the defense in a way that allows those guys not to be put on islands and/or brings more pressure to Young, so they don't. He doesn't have time to find those deep balls.
0: Yeah, that's been one of the most impressive things all season. Is why I think the defense has only given up eighty-three points is because of the adjustments we've talked about it before. They're sentient. So.
2: I mean, they just are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you think it's you think it's landing seventy-five Kirby twenty-five. or What do you think the the or do you think it's ninety ten? Doesn't I, matter. I, doesn't matter. I mean, I
1: I think the the that's the, almost devaluing the players themselves. Yeah, I think, I think that's that, right. Yeah. I think that, like, there's clearly something that they've got to, I I kind of love that they keep making those. Um, Davis keeps talking about how, well, no, the, us coming back is like, you know, it's like uh, when when Chubb and, uh, and yeah. Sony came back, like they that they've made that direct correlation. There's clearly some, they're vibing. Right. Like, clearly that's kind of working. I have to say it is to our credit that we have spent uh, – uh, we have done the opposite of what I suspect most people previewing this game will do and that we started with the Georgia defense against the Alabama offense rather than the uh, the Georgia offense against the Alabama defense.
2: I think we have to say it's Georgia's offense is fourth of the nation and we can move on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, said, I think that maybe we should talk a little bit more about it because uh, I guarantee you – listen, why – listen, everybody have your do – your, do your drink. Seth Emerson, I thought, did a terrific piece Really looking back at the journey that Stetson Bennett took to this point, let's not forget. Uh, I think he quotes uh, that there was a, there was it was Roquan who is the one that said before the Rose Bowl in 2017. Okay, this Stetson Bennett guy that's been playing Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. that that dude is he called him quick as a cat. Like he's like that dude can play. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten another a little tidbit from that story that Stetson had committed to L- Louisiana and Billy Napier. He had committed hmm. to Billy Napier, and then on signing day, Kirby called him and said, I got a scholarship for you if you want to come.
0: Oh, from his uh, junior yeah, college. Junior yeah, college okay. Time, yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. So, uh, like, so he was that close yeah. to going and playing for Billy Napier, Florida's next head coach. Right. Uh, and is,
2: believe me, he could be transferring to Florida right now. I have to say, like, two. it is.
1: And so it was a really, really smart piece, just tracking how kind of absurd his journey has been. This, I mean, he's been fourth string on Georgia. I think three different times. <laughs> like it is, uh, he twelfth string if you're keeping <laughs> yeah. sure at home. And uh, and and you know he's obviously at the junior college, and then almost went to Louisiana, and like he's left Georgia and then come back. It's like a wild, wild journey to be the guy
0: that may be the one.
1: Like like he like remember he was Jake Fromm's class. Yeah, like, like that's yeah. how far. This so he and gone. like
0: Julian Rochester, the yeah. two of the longest running Georgia yeah, players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: but of course he left, so yeah. so he loses a little bit of that. But like, it is, it, it's a really, really smart piece. And I, however, I feel obliged to point out, I do not get a sense that there has been people love people are happy with Setson. I'm not saying they're not happy with Stetson. but like when Jake Fromm came and had that first year. It felt like that is Georgia. Remember, I spent all that year being like, it shouldn't be from, it should be Easton, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be from, it should be Easton. And everyone was like, you're an idiot. And, and I was like, no, you're just all South Georgia people that want the Georgia guy to do it. And I, and I was totally proven wrong. Um, and uh, it's also worth noting in that piece, by the way, that the reason that Kirby called Stetson was because Justin, Field hmm. Justin Fields transferred. Justin Fields transferred. He just went depth. Yeah. So, so he just wanted depth. It's wild. This is an absolutely wild journey to get to this point. And that feels like it should be part of the legend of Stetson, shouldn't it? Like, we should all be like, at every, this is the guy, after all, that is gonna, that everyone thinks is going to be the one that gets Georgia the championship. But we don't talk about Stetson that way because everybody thinks that game against Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. That is undeniably true. It's why he if, he, if they win it this year, I kind of feel obliged to point out that there have been public reports this year year that stetson bennett was booed at a game i didn't hear it but apparently people in the press box did but there are people will go back in the archives of this season i guarantee you if if they win the national championship they'll go back and look at the in the archives and be like wait there was a game that stetson bennett got booed that year whether or not it happened
0: or whether I think it, it was didn't. after zeus was announced and everybody was saying Zeus." no it is it, it,
1: like again <laughs> it was schultz but still like it was like that was a like i'm to fact check that was a thing. Like it was a, like he was not the only person to report that. Yeah, that there were booze when Bennett came in because people wanted back. Like Bennett should be. This incredible Georgia story. He's a he is he's a, he's a Georgia guy. He loves Georgia. He came here as a, as, a, as the piece points out. He came here because he just wanted to be a part of Georgia football. He did not think uh, he said I'm here to play. But like he could have gone to Louisiana and started. He could have transferred at any time and probably started somewhere else. I mean, he, he I have a good authority. He had he could have gone to Harvard. He yeah. played at Harvard, right. Yeah. He could so. have gone like a lot of like he could have gone to a team that was in the top twenty five all year. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of places that he could have gone, but he wanted to be a part of Georgia. This should be the legend of Stetson. We should all be like, Oh my god, this Georgia kid, he's the one but we don't think of him that way. Because of the Alabama game last year. Like, that's all there is to oh, 100%. it. 100%. That's all there is to it. They and that like We talk about Georgia having it over the top, but that's how much of an Alabama, of a, mm-hmm. of a emotional thing they have over Georgia. It's Stetson Bennett, who has been fantastic this year. He's been—like, there's been a couple of mistakes here or there because he's a human being that sometimes mm-hmm. makes mistakes. But he's been all you could have possibly hoped for. He's—like, JT Daniels was supposed to be the reason that Georgia was going to be so awesome this year— Kick to the side because Stetson Bennett's been so good. I still feel like the lack of an embrace for Stetson Bennett, who in every other way is the perfect Georgia story. We love walk-ons. We love scrappy guys. We love guys that are shorter. He's perfect in every way. But because he sucked against Alabama last year, everyone thinks he's— So this—of all the things, it's the perfect kind of lead-up for this game because this is—talking about a guy facing down demons— He's the reason I think Georgia fans still have not entirely embraced him. I guarantee you, there's a little if he struggles in the first half, mm-hmm. you're going to hear Daniel stuff. I don't think there's any question about it. if just because of the the parallel of Hurts and Tua doing that with Alabama as well. Mm.
2: Well, I mean, I think the I, I think I would just say look at the stats nerd. Um,
1: so you
2: listen, if if Georgia had had the defense, I'm sorry, if LSU last year had had the defense, Georgia had this year. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, two years ago. That's probably a bad example. Alabama was a bad example. But if any other team had had an offense that was averaging over seven yards per play, averaging over 40 points a game with this defense, they would be talking about them the way they talked about Alabama last year and the way they talked about LSU two years ago. But they aren't because Georgia's not starting the quarterback that whomever, whomever they are thinks that Georgia should start. Uh, and because Georgia doesn't have a quarterback who is like a five-star is a former walk-on right. right and i agree with you that a lot of that starts and ends with his performance last year against Alabama i'm even and i don't mean just national media i mean georgia fans no georgia fans georgia yeah. fans i and i'm willing to a lot of people a lot of people are um want to put the florida game on him i don't think that's fair he got hurt yeah. on the same play that uh, rosemary jack saint got hurt um, which, you know, if, if you don't remember, Georgia was ahead. then. Yeah. Right. He made the uh, cool, like, Betts yeah, made made like, the cool right. thing. Right. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, he are shoulder of that play. So I don't think Stetson, the, here's the thing about it. The thing that's different with Stetson this year is that last year Stetson felt like I've got to go. I mean, it was, it was Trumpian almost. It was like, I alone can fix this. He's fixed that. If you watch his quotes, if you've seen him play, he is, I wouldn't say he is practicing the Hippocratic Oath with first do no harm, but he, is is that the hypocrisy?
0: No, that's right. Okay. That's a good, uh,
2: I'm impressed. That's well, I'm, I'm, you're a lawyer. I, pulling a, out I have the internet. <laughs> um, so the, the, but he is also, he has really become very Zen with what Monk and
0: Todd. That's right. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, <laughs> um, Monk, it's the
1: problem is there's multiple consonants at the end of the word. And there's four letters. I, I have this, this same problem all the time. Also. Yeah, it's Todd.
2: So um, I've been practicing at home. It's Todd Monkin, <laughs> and, um, he has really taken to heart what Monkin has said is like you, every play doesn't have to be a seven point play every play doesn't have to be a seven point play and he's shown that this season how many times have we seen him throw the ball away one of the time, one of the few times I've seen Kirby really get after him is when Seth's and tuck it down and Seth throwing it ran out of bounds and lost three yards mm-hmm. and Kirby's like oh you have to just throw the ball away there yeah. just throw it away like we Like that doesn't hurt. That hurts the team less. But the fact that Stetson didn't try to do some sort of crazy across-the-throw into triple cover, and he's throw he has some triple coverage throws, I'll admit that. Um, But he has didn't try some across-the-body triple into triple coverage throw to try to make chicken salad out of chicken crap. That's growth, and I think that's what we've seen. I have um, I progressed from I think Stetson's a quarterback that can lead this team to national champion to. I feel like Georgia. I uh, probably can win a national championship with Stetson. To, I'm convinced Stetson can lead Georgia to a national championship.
0: How do the people in Blackshear feel about it? Uh, they're ready to build a statue. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad somebody is right.
1: Like I mean, he deserved. Like he just for what it's worth. Here's one way that he hasn't grown since last year. He's not taller, and that was the problem with the Alabama game. Like, it's not.
0: It's not like he made a ton
1: of mistakes in that game. But, they,
2: but right? he's gotten better about recognizing
0: throwing lanes. too. I hope so because he that's has. like that was a, the, that well, was well, the listen, bugaboo at the beginning of last listen, season. The minute like the, the, pass
1: pass bat, the, the pass gets bad, gets bad, down that game, you're going to hear a. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Other people have
2: batted passes down. Now. Alabama is not. Alabama does have super. Does not have super tall defensive linemen.
1: All teams in the SEC have big off at defensive I understand. Um, I'm just saying so, that that was why like that was not only was that what got him. that was clearly what alabama's game plan was yeah of course that was obviously what the game plan so was a
2: little year. funny story about the cruise when we were when we were snorkeling we um <laughs> went and got out in some like shallower water where there were stingrays like the big big size of this table stingrays friends at home the size of the table behind your treadmill um <laughs> and so my daughter maggie was like i do not want to put my feet down here i don't know if i can touch i'm scared i was like so i was like Baby Stetson can stand up here, and she's like, "Oh, cool!" And she literally stood up. So, because it's a running joke in our house, because he is—he's only five ten. But I think, but but talking about growth, one of the other things that that Georgia has done a great job with him is um, they have got him to recognize when it is okay to run, and that three yards is better than none. Uh, And his legs—I mean, his legs—picked up significant yardage either on planned runs or like, you know what? I'm going to tuck it and go in Florida, at Tennessee, at Auburn, and I'll look for that to happen again against Alabama.
0: Yeah, and another good addendum on this Stetson talk, if you haven't seen uh, Marty Smith's interview with him. I've seen it twice, and uh, it's it's great. He's just a – he doesn't pull any punches. It's not coach speak. He's just speaking – Exactly what he feels, and I think it's awesome. It's very refreshing.
2: Well, what I was saying about him having opportunities at Harvard, like literally, he is smart enough to. I right. mean, you Harvard doesn't recruit athletes, right? You right. are academically successful, and if you're an athlete, you have an opportunity to play there. Right. Um, and that's what I was saying. And he, I don't think there's any reason to believe that one of the reasons Destin's playing is he has a better grasp, had a better grasp with the right. playbook right. than Daniels did when Daniels was ready to come back. Um, and we had the we had the conversation about Fromm two years ago, and that's mm. fine. But um, I think this is it's easy to say this is Stetson team, and I don't disagree with you that you'll hear some mumblings if things don't go spectacularly well. But the reality is, is like he he goes to Indianapolis and puts a crystal football at Busch Hall; those accolades will come.
1: I mean, listen, if he beats Alabama, I think oh, No, I think one, he beats no, no one's yeah. going to be scared of anything anymore. Yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, right. it's Alabama. It's like How that's freaking. That's why people were hesitant of sets in. It's not because they didn't have a good year. Yeah. It's not because it's because if it what it really, if we may bring it full circle, it comes back to 2015 again, because when you watched Georgia lose that game, it was a, Oh, they're just so much at a level higher than we are that we have to recruit, 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 recruit to get to that place. And then last year, Hey, we're almost there. We were, we, we can match them level for level. Except we have this walk on quarterback that's like Mm -hmm. five foot nine and a half or however tall he is. And this is what happens when you put him out there. The problem was not that people hated Stetson Bennett. It's that Stetson Bennett represented an old way of thinking. The idea of like, we like, we have, we have our scrappy guys that have good character guys. Like, we don't want good character guys. I don't want good character guys, but we want like guys that will stomp Alabama. I don't, it's, I think it would be different if Stetson would have been like a five star dude that just had a terrible game. It wasn't that. It was that he was not at the top shelf of talent that we expect to be at to beat Alabama. I think that's why people were skeptical of him. Not because they didn't like him, because I think he, I find him very likable. He should be theoretically the perfect Georgia quarterback. But because we've gotten so obsessed with Alabama and so obsessed with beating Alabama and getting to where Alabama is, having a walk on former junior college quarterback felt insufficient. And it felt like, oh well, we're never going to beat him with one of these guys. We got to get a five star, and so they did. And then, and then there was another five star, and all that happened after. And and it feels like that's that's what people I think has have held people back from cheering, from making Stetson the hero, the Georgia football hero that Jake Fromm almost was Mm -hmm. and could have been. They've been hesitant to have Stetson be that guy, specifically because of that game. Not because Stetson played bad, but because. We're not supposed to be that team anymore. We're supposed to be this team now.
2: And that's probably not fair because um, Stetson's been delivering the goods,
1: right? I agree. Uh, I agree. So, yeah, Except it, it, against Alabama, which is why people have been skeptical. This year. Delivering the But he hasn't again. done against Alabama yet.
2: Right. He's done against everybody else.
1: <laughs> but he hasn't done uh, against Alabama yet.
2: He hasn't played, <laughs> had the chance yet. <laughs> we'll so find, find out. <laughs> I, so if you had to guess where Stetson NFL, um if you were to rank QBR, this is ESPN, so Ooh. let's be careful. Uh, QBR uh, And Let's see Let's do Nation Where do you think Bryce Young falls uh, QBR This is all uh, Across all quarterbacks Top so
1: 10 Gotta be top, top 10 Top 10
2: Yes How about Matt Corral
1: He's not in the
0: top 10
2: He is not He is 10th How about Hendon well, Hooker He's not in the top
0: 9 Hendon Hooker uh, Top 20
2: uh, Good 17th uh, How about uh, KJ Jefferson
0: Oh uh, top thirty-five. He is twentieth. How That's about Stetson Bennett? Where do you think he is? I'm gonna guess he's top seven. Go I'm gonna for... say top five. Second. Yeah. Wow. He
2: is. A, he is. He is. Who's uh, he
0: behind? C.J. Stroud. We should get him. Yeah. He is in front. <laughs> that he's would be five star. Uh, if, he, if Stetson were five star, uh, he'd be number it's, one.
2: It's, it's C.J. Stroud, Stetson Bennett, uh, O'Connell for Purdue, Bryce Young. And then where's Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett is further down. He's 8th. Okay. And then right ahead, Grayson McCall. The reason I bring this up, again, I, I there are obviously problems with any QB rating, is that Stetson is super efficient. He is percent he is, if I recall, he is completing um, exactly the same. Okay, his passer rating is, is also higher than Young's. He's completing uh, 3% fewer uh, passes than uh, Young. Uh, but he is um, He's also he's completing a yard and a half more per completion, right? right. right. So the 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 point I say about that is that, and, and I'll talk about this when I get to my actual preview. The only place in on the field where Alabama is clearly better than Georgia is quarterback, right? Uh, if you were to do a position about talent election, wise, right? Talent wise, right, right? Is is clearly quarterback, but it's not the yawning gap if you right. just want to say five star versus walk on. No, agree. Yo, like. When they both started college, 100%. This ain't when they started college. This is the SEC Championship in 2021, where both teams, in 2021, it is not no, uh, October of 20. And that's what I would say to that. It yeah. is not October. Listen, I hear what you're saying, right? I hear it. it's like, but the Alabama game, right? It was eight months ago. Also, not for nothing, Georgia's won 16 football games since then. Of course. Alabama hasn't.
1: I'm, um, I'm, listen, I am not criticizing Seth Bennett. He's been awesome. I'm talking about Georgia fan psychology. And I'll put it this way. This is, I think this is the best way I can probably put it. One of the things that's very frustrating about the Kirby Smart new no quarterbacks, uh, re, it's revisionist, right? Yes. There is not anyone in the world that thought, oh, they need to pull Jake Fromm for Justin Fields right now. Right. No Georgia fan thought that at all. It didn't even occur to him. In fact, when Fields came in, you got nervous. Not because Fields was bad, but because like, wait, what are we doing? Like something weird's happened. Something's going on. and they, Which it was right. <laughs> it totally ended up not working out at all. But, like, no one in the moment at all was ever calling for Jake Fromm to be benched for Justin Fields. There's a little part. I guarantee you there is a little part in in in, in the mind of a lot of Georgia fans that, like, if Stetson throws an interception or gets a couple balls batted down or the offense is starting to struggle, there's going to be a— Maybe, maybe it does have to be – maybe this is a switch. And again, I think some of that is the parallel of, of the – The there's a symmetry to it, right? The idea of – because Alabama has beaten – the last two times Alabama has played Georgia in Atlanta, they've made a switch to the a backup quarterback, and it's won them the game. So, like, clearly there's a certain notion of that. I've heard rumblings of that, the idea like, well, maybe if they have to, you know, they'll have to make the switch. to do. Like, you can see it, right? that's not fair to Stetson Bennett to any stretch of the imagination he deserves better than that he's played better than that his story is incredible he's been everything you could possibly want him to be but because of Alabama last year he's not been fully embraced in the way that I think he probably deserves to be if he beats Alabama he will be fully embraced and that that will that's the one thing that and I think it's it's stuff that's bigger than Stetson and it's stuff that's not involving his play at all, it is, again, back to 2015. We're the team that's supposed to be jacked with five stars like Alabama is, and that's how we beat them. And once again, we're charting out a, a walk-on
0: junior college guy. I mean, but we didn't have Brock Bowers back then either, and that guy, I think, is... Georgia <laughs> is
1: obviously better. Yeah. Oh, like, I like, uh, that's right, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm glad yeah. you said that
2: because... I, I, that's We'll get an actual game analysis now. <laughs> George is actually better. George (laughs) is better. Right. And I am not saying that i think George's coach better. I think they're better prepared. I don't know whether there's a hangover from last season because of the incredible season Alabama had last year. I don't, it's hard to say. And I say this, I don't mean this. I hope it doesn't sound like hubris, but I don't know whether it's Saban's losing a step because he's like, he's done it all. I don't know. It's hard to say, but there is there is no reasonable person that can look at the way Georgia has played, and everybody's like, "Well, Georgia's strength of schedule." I mean, okay, fine, but oh, but the Clemson game, sure, we can talk about that too. But Georgia didn't get like dragged through the mud by Florida and win by the hair of their chin chin yeah. chin, or by go to overtime by the same team that went <laughs> overtime with Georgia fucking State. Sorry, I'm sorry,
0: sorry, it was I just realized.
2: Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, that's what we forget. Alabama went to overtime on the same field, for the same team that went to overtime with Georgia state. Did they go to overtime? They did. Didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like, I, maybe I made that up because I hate all, uh, Auburn, but the, the reality is, it's like, I think every game is kind of fresh and new. I think that Saban actually had that right. Um, and that, um, I, I don't, it, the interesting thing to me is like, there are a ton of Alabama, Twitter and bloggers who sound regretfully like me in 2015. (laughs) And that feels good. (laughs) I am a petty person and I will freely admit that it feels good. Spite is my medium. And the fact that they are like, well, Alabama was keeping the playbook closed against Auburn and they're holding something back. (laughs) And well, rushing efficiency. And I I, I don't, it's there. There's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of, um, walking to the gallows and not wanting to admit that rope burns hurt uh, going on in the Alabama camp right now. Doesn't mean Alabama can, can't win. I'm just saying that's what it feels like.
0: So if you're Munkin and we... Jeff or Todd. <laughs> Todd, please. Uh, if you're Munkin and Georgia loses the toss and has to uh, receive at the beginning of the game and you, you have your plays scripted, how do you attack him to, to start out the SEC championship game of 2021? How do, how do you think he approaches that?
2: I mean, I think he does it. Toss same. sweeps
0: or bubble screens I, or I, I think more of the same, you know, I RPO.
2: I would be very surprised if we don't see a run up the middle of the first play. I'd be very surprised. Uh, the reason is, is Georgia has been dynamite on first down, the second and third quarter on play action. I think. Okay. So I
0: even th- if it doesn't gain anything, you're, you're, you're playing. for that. the. Munkin yeah.
2: is playing a long game. And that's something a lot of fans get frustrated with. But Munkin's playing a long game. He is absolutely setting up for the third, fourth and fifth series. And or or the third, fourth and fifth. Uh, I mean, look, Georgia. If Georgia had wanted to against Georgia Tech, and I didn't see the drive, but I went back and watched it. If Georgia wanted to against Georgia Tech, we had plenty of plays that we could have gotten a first down there and gone and scored a touchdown, kicked a field goal. You mm-hmm. know why? He was thinking about the, he was thinking about the second drive and third drive and fourth drive. For that matter, they could have gone for it on fourth and four and gotten it. But they're like, you know what? We're fine. We're going to get some points here. We're going to win this game by forty points. <laughs> and yeah. that is the mindset. Uh, that Todd Monken has right now. He knows what he has at his disposal. He knows what will and won't work. And the mantra is we're going to take what works. And it it's it's like playing poker, right? If you if you play poker, you sit down at a table. You'll make plays early that you know are going to lose you a little bit of money because you know you're going to make a that that looks like the same play but it's going to end up different later than when you a lot of money. That's what Todd Monken's
0: doing. So, the other question, George Pickens, mm-hmm. Caught a pass. It's kind of like what Will and I talked about in our yeah. in our lovely that. our lovely that. show that we it had together. Good yeah, no, it was a good I know. show. And, um, but yeah, what a I mean. good show.
1: Finally, it, we did a good show. Caught a pass. Our shows are good. <laughs> so, oh, I
0: mean, including you. We finally did a good one. Does, is he more of a decoy still, or do you see him play maybe ten plays, or does he I make mean, a he, difference?
2: How many plays? Fifteen or twenty plays. He plays by qu- How many he are many,
1: playing in he, Tech? Probably
0: like six. 20. 20. Probably like six. Yeah. I think.
2: I think. I think it's a little more. twelve or fifteen. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, I guess it depends on how many drives we have, but I, I could see him playing twenty. He's a right. guy.
1: If you, if you, if you know, if you, let's say you're late in the first half and you want
0: to maybe go get deep, let's one more play. Let's see what happens. Uh, it's
1: kind of a handy guy to have. Oh, yeah. I thought if
0: you wanted to rattle their defense and have them suplex somebody, <laughs> you know, he do that.
1: <laughs> just doing the first half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> but if it happens to be uh, Pat Willens' kid, that's even yeah, better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, I. I will need to see Pickens be a factor before I'll be ready for him to be a factor. Well, the
0: thing, I, I
2: agree with that. The thing yeah. I'm
0: more excited about was when Brock Bauer split the defense. That and, rules. And, and <laughs> secondary guys that had an angle on him yeah. just blasted by him.
2: Dude, I was watching that on a, on a phone screen. And <laughs> I, when I saw that, the did still, people around
0: you think that you were having a, an attack of some guys, sort?
2: There were so many, I was sitting in a gate where they were flying into LaGuardia. They had no idea. <laughs> so when he, when he made that cut, um, I was sitting there. My wife and my daughter, uh, my, wife and my two daughters were watching, and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice little play." And he made that little cut, and I was like, "He's about to outrun all these guys." And Chris was like, "No," I'm like, "Yes," yeah. so I'm like, "So that's when I tweeted." I was like, "Nothing, just my freshman tight end outrunning your yeah. DBs." DBs. Nice. If you look, if you want an example of the talent gap between Georgia and Georgia Tech, <laughs> look at that. The tight end outran DBs right. with an angle. Yeah. Here's the thing about it. Alabama makes that tackle. Florida might make that tackle. <laughs> LSU might make that tackle. Oklahoma State makes that tackle. Oklahoma State might make that tackle. Ohio State makes that tackle. Yeah. Nobody else makes that tackle. Brock Bowers would have outrun every other single D back on that in college, not in the professional. Yeah. I mean, he is that good. Yeah. Uh, he is a. I mean, look, he was a top 100 player, right? He, I mean, he was he was the best he, we have. Georgia now has two of the best three tight ends. Uh, in the past two classes. Um, I look for that to happen a lot. I look for Bowers and Washington to be very involved in this game.
1: I like to have Washington have a big moment. Oh, yeah. It oh, gets everyone yeah. really dialed up. I mean,
2: up. like yeah. a catch where he turns and runs upfield and runs over somebody. Yeah, it like gets
1: people really dialed up Yeah, when that happens. Or to high point of ball in the <laughs> end yeah. zone or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like
2: that. I can see that, right. I think Georgia plays a lot of 12 and 13 uh, personnel where there are two they do. or three tight ends. No, in this game. I think they oh, quite okay. specifically do. Um, and look, you know, Georgia... There's a world where Georgia loses this game really close, and everybody's like oh man ball Kirby, because you know we, we make a decision, because I think there are, um, there are opportunities here where we can look, our, our best talent players, uh, particularly, uh, particularly in the passing game, are two of the, two of the three tight ends. Um, uh, that, that's just where we are because of, of injuries, uh, especially if Jackson can't go. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a lot of their... And plus, they're super good in blocking, right? They are spectacular in blocking. That toss sweep, if you if you come around the corner and you have Darnell Washington bearing down on you uh, and you have Xavier Truss that's pulled and you're trying to tackle James Cook hmm. and also you've got those two guys blocking, I mean, it's, it's an easy six yards every time. So that's... I mean, I think... I think I'm with you though. A high point of ball or catch a ball and turn up field and just run over somebody. That would be amazing.
0: Okay, so we Georgia wins the toss to start the game and we start on defense. What do you expect to see? We we kind of a, 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 you know kind of addressed that earlier where they're not they haven't been blitzing. They've just been very efficient at, at rushing four. Uh, is it just still the same thing as like what you've seen against Florida and Tennessee? Obviously that didn't work on the first drive. What do you see from the defense? Is it pretty much the way they've been playing all season? What do
2: you think? Well, I mean, I think probably until you see you can't do it.
0: Yeah, I I, 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 know we talked about the
1: blessing bl- before. I don't think, I don't think they're going to immediately go. No, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they'll wait and see what happens.
2: Yeah, especially look if they it, like if they feel like they can push uh, Young into bad decisions, rushing four or five, they're they're going to try that. But, but if okay.
1: Young starts getting comfortable, then
0: yeah, you have to change. Does Alabama run in a hurry up? At, at times. I mean everybody
2: has a tempo pack. Okay. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they they just scored a touchdown against Auburn that saved their season right uh, <laughs> down right. the stretch with one of those. So And by
0: the way, to that's w- the
1: best our offense looked all day. I
0: wanna defend <laughs> I wanna defend Tank Bigsby because everybody was saying if he'd just fallen down yeah. I've watched that he was forced out of bounds. Also he
1: was Close to getting the first down and winning the game.
0: Yeah, I think I think he was getting a raw deal on that. Yeah, I, totally.
2: And, and helping Mike Bobo save his job.
1: Nope, didn't work. Sorry, mm. sorry,
0: Mike Bobo. It's Fine okay. Mike he'll Bobo. be
1: a he'll be an offensive analyst here. The last I was three gonna games. say, he's he's gonna come out and uh, at, least, at the very least drive Kirby around a golf cart or something.
0: How do you like the matchup? Well, it's not a matchup because they're not playing against each other, but uh, the matchup between Pod Lesney and Will Reichard, Reichard, the the kicker for Alabama. You know. It, it, famously, in that national championship game, the way that Georgia was still kind of in it was Alabama kickers. Yeah. It wasn't um, Retro, was it? it was no, Greek, no. It was some Greek dude, yeah, Papadopoulos. That's right. Or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. It,
2: was, it was Papadopoulos. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, I don't that.
0: It a Greek name. Is there a part of you that, that seems like ever since, and I'm looking over there at that Georgia Cincinnati uh, edit yeah. that I did, ever since that game, Podlesny's been kind of MIA. We haven't needed him on the season but I tell you for that tech game uh, for the first drive when he was lined up for a field goal of course I had a little bit of munsoning in there because you know I'm a fan and I was like oh if you hope he doesn't miss this thing that's this kind of bad mojo and he didn't he drilled it but does I don't want to breathe any kind of you know doubt into the the Georgia special teams room but I kind of think like yeah. I don't really trust pot, hot pot no jackpot like I did hot rod
1: yeah. I don't I, know if I trust anybody the way I trust anybody. I don't trust yeah, any kickers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't trust kickers.
2: I mean, God, I hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I know. I've lived <laughs> through that already. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I, I don't think, I think you, the, the kicking thing is, cause as far as I know, Reichardt still does kickoffs. Um, if it matters. Um, I think making sure you have the consistency of starting uh, making the other offense start another twenty five means something in this game. Mm-hmm. I think field position matters. So yeah,
0: one thing that they I think they switched, uh, in the in the Iron Bowl, Alabama's holder messed up the hold yeah. to where he missed a kick. And then I think they switched holders. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. So at least there's a <laughs> little mean, bit of that.
2: at least didn't come in the press conference and say we're having open uh, competition.
0: For <laughs> <the holders." laughs> um um all right. Wow,
2: saving,
1: but yeah, I think we've done a. I, I, yeah, this feels, uh, I, and I, I will just close this preview with this. Um, you know, if they don't beat him, they're just. If, if they don't beat them, they're just going to get to play him again.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was telling Scott, we have fun office pools. We're okay. Cheap, cheap you
0: didn't have to whisper that. That's not a secret. Yeah.
2: Well, I just make sure you knew. I was not. I had to up- headphones on, phone. and a, I've already. Dropped an F bomb. <laughs> that was going to be my great
1: close to the segment. Fun office pools. My great close to the well, segment. Well, go ahead that's okay. Say that again. I'll will. say it again. Uh, I, I just came up with this idea out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, that's the thing about this game, though, is we get uh, if everything goes entirely wrong and everything falls off the rails and they end up losing this game, they will literally get an opportunity to play them again. <laughs> so right. I, I think it bears repeating. And Alabama won't if they well, lose this game. I think it bears well, repeating. There is a
2: path where Georgia loses this game, doesn't make the playoffs. It's hard it's to, see to see that path. I mean, it's tough to see. I mean, it requires Michigan to beat the crap out of somebody. It requires Cincinnati to beat the crap out of somebody. It requ- because then that it's means not Notre happen. Dame jumps Georgia, right? Uh, it requires Oklahoma State beating the crap out of yes, somebody. And I, and I think it. Re- I think frankly, I think it requires Alabama beating the crap out of Georgia. Oh, it right? would certainly would require that. But right. I just, I just don't. I just see it. I don't see, it. I don't see that, That's see it. Look, I don't think that's something you want to bet money on. Right. In even even two dollars, right? I just don't see it happening.
1: I, it would require. It would require Georgia getting like like Housed. blitzed and yeah. and even that is hard to see. Yeah. But it's all I, I can see Georgia losing this game ten to
2: seven. Absolutely can yeah, see that yeah, yeah. right. I can't see us losing twenty eight nothing. Yeah, and that's what it would take.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if they get if they get housed, and I, I mean, kind of like how they played against LSU in the SEC championship game. Yeah, but even that was <laughs> I don't think like, that was enough. I, I I agree. If they lose like that to, in this, which was definitive, LSU is obviously better than Georgia. I still think Georgia gets in. I agree. I right. just think I just think Georgia would be a three seed against Michigan. Right. The way and,
2: to, and the way to look at that is like, okay, so Georgia lost to a conference champion by 20, uh, 17 points. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it's the first loss of the year. First loss and of the year. They play great. I think, yeah. yeah, so I, I agree. So
0: they still go. Uh, all right, so, real quick um, the series record for Georgia versus Alabama. Bama leads 41, 25, and 4. It's uh, been noted that Georgia has, has lost six in a row in this uh, series. Mm-hmm. And if not,
1: the man-enough game was the last win. Last one was the Britney Spears game. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's right. Britney, yeah. That's how that's how long it's been. 2000 is that like 14 years. Look, it's been so, look at how long the culture has come since yeah. then. And well, she's, that, she's she's free. She's and, and now free, guys. and so. now everyone would look at him and be like leave Britney alone. <laughs> and so at the time we're like I, I have to say when I watched that game I was like I don't know what he's talking about but yeah seriously what is going on with Britney Spears. So it might not be the Who timing did Mike right? Patrick was so Yeah, impressive. the 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 question the question was a reasonable question just the the timing maybe wasn't really
0: So this will be the sixth meeting between Georgia and Alabama in the last 10 years, which is pretty amazing. Because if not for SEC and national championship games, uh, Georgia and Alabama would have been scheduled to only play since the, I guess, and I'm I'm basing this on the 1992 SEC expansion when you got Arkansas and South Carolina when things changed. They would have only been scheduled to play eight times since 1992, 94-95. O two O three O seven O eight and then 15 and 20 but yet they- oh God,
2: that's right we were scheduled to play them like yeah i completely right, forgot we right, played right. them last year yeah even though will brought it up many many times <laughs> <laughs>
0: i did um yeah because the the unscheduled matchups was the 2012 sec championship game the 2018 national championship the 2018 sec championship not the same season. and then right, correct and then this one coming up on saturday um Another thing about this series, Alabama is currently tied for the longest win streak in the Georgia-Alabama series at six games. Alabama previously had a six-game win streak between 1949 and 1954 when they played every year. Wow. So another reason uh, I I the way I look at this kind of stuff is history's on Georgia's side because back then in the 40s and 50s, Georgia stopped the Alabama win streak at six. Right, right. All right. Um so another thing, uh, a couple more things, and then we'll get into office like today, <laughs> but, um, the bowl games for all time bowl games. Bama leads with seventy four um, all time bowl games. They will have they will achieve their seventy fifth all time bowl game uh, this season. Georgia is in second place with fifty seven. They will achieve their fifty eighth.
2: So Georgia now it's officially second place because. On
0: because they are tied currently with Texas. Texas. And unless there's some weird APR thing. There's
2: hmm. not. There are enough okay. bowl eligible teams. I so know, Georgia will
0: hold second it's by sad. by itself. Georgia
1: they don't get two
0: bowl games this no. year, do they? No, because they just count one. Count there is one no game. bowl game in Indianapolis typically. It's just the Yeah, they only, they only
2: count game. the semifinals as a bowl yeah. game.
0: Yeah. Um, and then current active win streaks we're talking about. Some I think Tony mentioned 16, earlier right? sixteen in a row for Georgia. Cincinnati's next. because So, so if Georgia yep. wins
2: this game, it will be the longest win streak in Georgia history, right? Oh,
0: you are good. Yeah, okay. That's coming. That's coming. Okay. Well, no, no, it's not coming. You just did it, and I, I'm glad you did. I was going to ask you all a question. Okay. Georgia, what is Georgia's longest historical win streak? Wow. 16. 17. 17. So they can match win. it uh nineteen uh, eighty one to eighty two. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nineteen forty five to nineteen forty seven. Okay. So Oh yeah, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson, nineteen eighty one. Um so yeah, that's another thing that Georgia could you know get even with that, and then surpass it in the weeks to come. Weeks. Uh, Cincinnati has the second longest win streak because their last loss was to Georgia, and they were very upset about that, yeah. that loss. Um, Again,
1: I, I would love the whole, it. The world would be totally different. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying uh, I'd rather play Oklahoma State
0: in the first round uh, than Cincinnati. I'll put it that way. We can get those predictions on what yeah. we think the final rankings will be.
2: Yeah. Well, I think uh, let's get through the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you will. We'll talk about our what our. I'm just saying, if Georgia
0: but, wins this game, they're either going to play
1: Cincinnati or Oklahoma State. Probably,
2: probably. I guess it's a world we play Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. if Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and whoever Michigan. the hell is coaching them. Yeah, I can't Luke, say. A Luke Fickle come.
2: might have two teams in the playoffs. <laughs>
1: Uh, and it's funny. I realized realize that this is the second time in a row that Brian Kelly has left w- a, a team that was about to do something awesome in the postseason. Remember, he left Cincinnati when they were undefeated well, to, to go to guy. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, the second time in a row that's Seems happened. like a pattern
0: has yeah. Uh, developed. Yeah. Making a little bit more money. People want to
2: give me $9 million a year. I'll do lots of things. That's
0: true. Uh, I would leave this podcast for $9 million. Yeah,
2: I'm sure I would too. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> Well, you're not a
0: whore. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) total whore. So we're just
1: negotiating on the price.
0: The (laughs) team that uh, Cincinnati is playing, Houston on Saturday, uh, has the third longest win streak, current win streak, at 11 games. Uh, They're tied with Louisiana Lafayette, Billy Napier's Mm -hmm. old team. Uh, Notre Dame has a win streak of seven, their fourth, tied with Western Kentucky. And then the fifth longest win streak in the nation at six games is none other than.
3: Alabama, <laughs> Alabama,
0: Alabama has the sixth wow. longest current win streak. What else do I have on here? Um, oh, lots of stuff you got four, or five more pages. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get into this. This is uh, this is going to cut into our time. Um, so we've got Tom Crean to go see for crying that's out loud. Right. So I wanted to ask y'all's opinion on this. <laughs> uh, what's your most? I, I want. I want to hear your most surprising team in the SEC, nationally, and the most disappointing team. I'll start. My most surprising SEC team has to be South Carolina because I think I predicted them to not win a game this year. And uh, Shane Beamer, yeah. even though they got shut up by Clemson, I think you know they beat Auburn and a couple other teams. Uh, I really enjoy his post-game, show, his post-game comments, especially after the Georgia one. I think th- they're my most surprising team nationally. I'd have to say Oklahoma State because I just don't think of them in that way. And the fact they're probably going to be in the playoff – most disappointing team in the SEC has to be Texas A and M because I thought Jimbo had them, you know, pointed in that uh, arrows up and they're what they're seven and five now. And then nationally, it's got to be Texas, and it will always be Texas <laughs> until they actually decide to do something. So, what are how would y'all fall in line with that?
1: I would say the most surprising team, the biggest disappointment in the SEC. I mean, I don't know how it's not Florida. I mean, like for crying out loud, I mean, like people were saying that I mean, they won the SEC East last year, and now they fire now they fire the coach. Uh, that's a, that's that's quite a drop. Um, I mean that's the last game Georgia lost Nashville or Charlotte I mean honestly think mm-hmm. about that like the last game Georgia lost mm-hmm. was to the team that just fired Dan Mullen <laughs> like that is kind of a wild fall I actually don't think people are appreciating enough how kind of crazy it is that Michigan's done this they were 2-4 and four last year they were two and four, and if he had to, he had to kind of renegotiate his contract right. to come back this year. And now it's obviously been vindicated in every possible way. Um, they still beat Iowa, but I mean, Michigan's certainly looking like they're going to be the home team in. In the playoff game, yeah. and uh, and probably favor. And if Michigan makes the national championship game, for crying out loud! I mean, you, we should just spend months apologizing to Harbaugh. He's got nothing but get crapped forever from his own fans until they won that game last week. And now they'd be number two in the country. Yeah. So I, I feel like Michigan is, is is that, but I just feel like Florida. It's really hard to overstate how. Like it's it's one thing to like oh they didn't win the SEC East or maybe they lost a game or two they shouldn't have. Like a Matt, like this, th- that's a face plant in a way that I don't think anybody at Florida came into this season thinking, oh, there's a possibility that we fired Dan Mullen <laughs> at the end yeah. of this year, uh, midway through the year. Yeah. And now that's happened. And, and, because, it was, and it was obvious that it should have happened.
2: And because Florida, Florida is the team, I would say also, let me add this, the fact that the team just quit on Dan yeah Yeah. I mean, that's
1: why. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Agreed.
2: Um For me, I I said the team that's most disappointing. The the team that's probably the biggest surprise in the SEC. I I, it's I mean it's probably Tennessee. Yeah, I I really expected Heupel to fall on his face, right? Um, the his record at at Central Florida and all that. How he became coach, all of that. Nationally, I think it's. I think I agree. I think it's Michigan. Um, Mm -hmm. I I actually um do not go back and listen to our podcast, but I came really close to picking Oklahoma state to win the big 12. Um, and I scratched off and went to Oklahoma because, you know, chalk, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, thought Oklahoma state had a lot of, um, potentiality there. My biggest national disappointment is Indiana. The fact mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. they're in the top 15, two in this year. And 10, two, yeah. and, two yeah. and 10. Uh, uh, and and uh, that's part of this. Winless in, the big Ten. Winless, yeah, winless in the big 10. Part of those injuries, right. Yeah. You know, losing, um, who, uh, Michael Penix? Mm-hmm. Uh, that really that really changed the math for them. But the fact that last year they were had the Big Ten not changed the rules, they would have played in the uh, Big Ten championship instead of Ohio State. Um, that that was kind of a surprising the honorable mention. There, I think it's worth going. Is uh, probably Oregon. So yeah. yeah, I thought I thought Oregon was uh, was really poised to take that next step, and they just weren't. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> All right, you want to do fun office pools? Let's, let's do it. All right, let's, let's mix it. our make our picks. We got two Friday games on this. Yeah, it's Guys, Friday, you Friday.
2: So, you got the Hilltoppers of
0: Western fun, Kentucky fun, fun, versus fun. Tennessee, fun. Tennessee fun. not Tennessee. Fun. Texas fun. San Antonio who just happened to lose against North Texas last mean, week we, and ruin their yeah. undefeated season.
1: And their 10 year contract extension for their coach. Right. Uh, I, I listen, I, I've I, been debating with my son whether the best team Illinois played this year was UTSA or Wisconsin. Uh, but <laughs> um, uh, they would look really good when Illinois played them. So I'm going to take UTSA. Give me the Mountaineers.
0: Um, uh, the Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers.
1: With the crazy mascot. App State?
0: No. Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky.
2: They oh, got I'm the crazy blob State? mascot.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's, that's App State's later. They're not playing UTSA. That's Sunbelt. That's, that's Sunbelt. Sunbelt. That's my, Sunbelt. Bad. Yeah. my bad. Yeah. My bad. Uh, maybe got to go with the Roadrunners. That's just a cool yeah, maybe logo. Okay, uh, Friday also Pac-12. They take their football seriously in the Pac-12. They play on Friday evening for their Utah. championship game.
1: And like the saddest, they have the saddest stadium experience
0: for that game. But they're in Las Vegas. Oh, they're in Vegas they're this year. Oh, yeah. much better. They're, 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 much better. Nothing sad about much better, yeah. much better. Much <laughs> better. <laughs> Tony would go to this. I didn't know they made that back. shift. I'll have to go to the game in a if second. If somebody charged you a flight out to Vegas and said, hey, you'll be back for the SEC Championship tailgate. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm going to consider question. it anyway. Yes. You're out. <laughs> of, course. of course. Yeah, I think Utah wins.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, they destroyed them. I don't think they'll be in by 31 again, but they destroyed them two weeks ago. So I'll, they'll do it again.
0: You got Utah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He nodded. I get nodded. That. <laughs> That's a great podcast. I
1: yelled Utes. Uh,
0: Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh faces off. I don't know anybody in Wake Forest, but Wake Forest.
2: It's not Keaton Slovis. Yeah. That's USC. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I think Pittsburgh. I'm I, taking Pitt.
2: Pittsburgh. We made fun of Pittsburgh beating Tennessee so badly, and it turned out that was a decent loss, right?
1: Yeah, uh, It's worth knowing that like fans of teams like Illinois and Kansas are seeing Wake Forest mm-hmm. in the championship game of their conference and feeling like okay, there's a path for us. There's a path for. Us. I mean, Wake Wake Forest is. If you look at like the worst like ten. Power Five conference, like Illinois is there, Kansas is there, Vanderbilt's there. Uh, Vanderbilt's probably recent, now it's there, but
0: probably historically. Not recent, but I mean, Wake Forest is
1: definitely there. For
0: them to get in that
1: spot It's very, very cool.
0: Well, those fans can get tickets to this game because I'm sure there'll be like eight thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like it'd be.
1: It's at uh, Bank of Charlotte, America or yeah. wherever. Yeah. It's nice to just not have like. It's just. Uh, it's just nice to see. I just Robin, right? I want to know. <laughs> I want to. I just want yeah, Dabo yeah. to watch this game and eat it. Just yeah. be like, oh, I, 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 I'm I, watching Pitt and Wake Forest in the ACC championship
2: game. Yeah, I remember watching it. Was it Georgia Tech and Wake Forest played uh, like, yes. a 10 6 cha- uh, like a 10-6 to SEC championship? It was like in Orlando or something. Yeah, was yeah, awful. Yeah, it was not great. It's sorry, ACC championship. Yeah. And every time I see that, I think like, sorry, South Carolina. Yeah. It's divided in their 1996, 1969 ACC championship.
0: Right, speaking of Georgia Tech, this team beat them to start Northern the Illinois, season. The Northern Illinois. Kent State and Northern Illinois.
1: Yeah, give me the Huskies. Did you see that uh uh oh, the uh off, the Oregon Offensive Coordinator Moorhead went to Akron? Yeah. I feel like he could have got a better job than that.
2: Yeah, I think so. But he he, he yeah. likes cold weather. He's not yeah, the old so. beard, Um
1: he can be with John, hang out with
0: John. The Curtis. zips, they have a kangaroo as their mascot. Yeah. Akron does. <laughs> also,
1: by the way, do
2: not do not sleep on the possibility of Mario Cristobal leaves Oregon for Miami. Don't sleep on that. Yeah, I see.
0: It.
1: Um I'm taking Northern oh, the other way. Decal. Is that because
0: you're State elite, al- al- yeah, he used to count. <laughs> Yeah, he nor- to
1: count. Northern Illinois is a bunch of to, el- they're, fans. they're they're like they're elitist. Yeah, Northerners, not like so a you state basically, basically
2: Northern Illinois. I, I can handle this for yeah. Northern uh-huh. Illinois are Chicago kids that couldn't get into U of I. That's, so it's like Auburn fans. Yeah. Right?
1: They probably couldn't even get into like like I mean Northern yeah. Illinois. Oh, is, they didn't get
2: UIC either. Yeah, yeah,
1: they're not UIC. They're not getting into uh, Loyola. Uh, so it's a backup college. Yeah, Northern is like
2: a it's every. Is backup college. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. Auburn. It depends on where it's you're like from. Like like
1: EIU is the backup college where I'm from, and actually the backup college where I'm from is like just go not going to college. <laughs> yeah, it's Parkland. It's Parkland. <laughs> it's just not going to college. or Lakeland.
0: Um, you can't well, go to school. Right. Go to Eastern. Yeah, <laughs> Eastern's
1: a nice. Eastern is a perfectly
0: nice fine school. school. I why, like. Eastern. Why do they pronounce it DeKalb when it's DeCab?
2: Because yeah. pronounced DeCab. Same reason.
1: Yeah. Same reason that everybody during the election would kept calling it DeKalb, DeKalb. when they didn't know. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah. All right, we got. Uh, now we have Appalachian State and Lu- La Lafayette, La Lafayette. Yeah, there you go. Billy Napier's ex-school.
2: I am still saying App State. Uh, the coach leaving. I just, I think App State avenges the lost. loss. Where do they play this? That that game will be in Lafayette.
1: Oh, okay, just like the yeah. I will take uh, Louisiana. It's not Louisiana Lafayette. It's Louisiana.
2: Louisiana. I think it's important to note that I think the reason Brian Kelly came together so fast is LSU. Because I cussed earlier, I won't use the euphemism I was going to use. They <laughs> stepped on something mm. uh, by not talking Billy Napier because the power people there are like we don't hire a directional Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, and I think Napier
1: is such a good fit for Florida. He's I have a to great. Say, I don't like it. I don't no, like no it. I'm I'm, yeah. a, I'm nervous about that, and that's yeah. the off
2: season topic. But yeah. uh, I I think he would have been a better fit at LSU actually uh, mm. because his time there. But I, I our friend Paul yeah. he sent me a, a text like, why do you think Brian Kelly had to up the job then? I was like. Either something's coming down at Notre Dame we don't know about, or because LSU said, "Here's the money, yeah. accept it by Monday, or mm-hmm. you're done." Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
0: all right, uh, Utah State at San Diego or at San—they're not playing at San Diego. They're playing in that. Tiny LA stadium that the Chargers played at for like a season. Oh yeah, two.
1: the the um, soccer stadium. The soccer. Yeah, team. I went to a, a Chargers game. There. I'm so mad. It's I super had, fun to go to a football game.
0: At I had an opportunity team, to go
2: to the, the Chargers game yeah. after the Rose Bowl and I didn't because I wanted to go to Joshua yeah. Tree, but I wish yeah. I had. It's really fun. no, I had fun at Joshua Tree too.
0: Well, you so could have gone and then listened to U2's album.
2: I could. Oh yeah,
0: that would have knocked where out. The, both is, of them.
2: is where the streets have no name. Yeah. Um, the Fly, That's the wrong album. Um same album? Yeah, so, it is the same album. That's right. Yeah. Uh,
1: San Diego State. Yeah, I agree. San Diego State. Uh, As Tekken.
0: Uh, all right. Now we're getting down to the, the Brass big hat. four. Brass tacks. The big four. Uh, we'll start with the, the small schools, Houston and Cincinnati. <laughs> that's in. Now, this game's at four. So, actually, yeah, what I probably should have done is ba- – let, let me do this again. Let me start over. Let me say Baylor and Oklahoma State because that, that game kicks before. off at noon. Right.
2: Game's immediately before the SEC championship.
1: I feel like people
0: like. So Baylor, I, Oklahoma State. I would
1: want to pick Baylor in this, but like they've got injuries on offense. If the quarterback weren't hurt. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so I'm going to take Oklahoma State. And uh, I, I, there is, I have to, I, I said this before, but like I may regret saying this, but I feel like Oklahoma State is the ideal first round game for Georgia if they get there. I think, I, I, not to say their defense is not really good, their defense is really good, but like their offense is, that will be a, like yeah, that, that, that will be that, a problem.
2: That has all the all the makings of a twenty-four. It feels like a Michigan State Alabama game. Yeah, it has it, it like. has all the makings of a twenty-four to ten yeah. like crotchpot.
1: Cincinnati game. scares me. Obvi- Cincinnati, I'm sorry, they scare me. If if somehow Alabama wins this game. Michigan makes me more nervous. Michigan makes me more. nervous. Yes. Uh, Michigan says that both scare me. Yeah, says almost scares me more emotionally. Just yeah, probably things right. last that's year. Probably right. And uh, I just think if you can, if you're looking for or Notre Dame, if it turns out to be Notre Dame, they're also. I think Notre Dame is probably the ideal team to play. I just think that there's not really a chance they're going to get there. Uh, but I would say that uh, Oklahoma State that feels like a. That feels like the go-ahead and... If they, put it this way, if Georgia gets Oklahoma State in the first round, those national championship
0: prices are about to go up real high because a lot of people oh, are going to assume yeah. they're going to be there. So you think o- Oki State wins? Yeah,
2: yes. Mike Gundy's a man. He's 54, mm-hmm. and he gets in the playoffs.
0: I agree. Uh, all right, then we got the little schools, Houston <laughs> and Cincinnati. The interesting thing is that Cincinnati, if Oklahoma State wins this game even by one point, Cincinnati's going to probably feel pressure not only to win, but to win impressively uh, just so something weird doesn't happen uh, later in the game. And Houston's good. Houston, has
1: they lost in week one to Texas Tech, and they've won pretty convincingly uh, since then. So this is not a pushover game. I just think Cincinnati is, they are, they, the, the way they play against East Carolina, who's not a bad team, but to play them on the road and just crush them from the start, feels like a, they had their scary little games. They're not messing around now. They're, they've they got this. I think Cincinnati wins and maybe even wins big.
2: I think Houston made Spencer Rattler nervous. I think Houston wins and wow. ends
1: the conversation. Wow, that would end the conversation. Tony? That would certainly end the conversation.
0: I agree with oh, you. Oh, no, no, no. Down with Cincinnati. Screw it those guys. Nothing, Georgia has, beats Cincinnati by thirty-four.
2: It has nothing down it has nothing down with Cincinnati. I just think Houston wins this game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think uh the Cougars and the ghost of Kevin Sumlin. And
2: Mike Holmbrand Hol- <laughs> is amazing mullet.
1: Nah.
0: Mike who? Holgerson. Holgerson, Holgerson. Oh, I see. Uh, Mike Holmbrun's yeah. coaching Houston? <laughs> yeah. no. mustache. Yeah. Mullet, yeah. mustache. Mullet, mustache. It's mustache. all about the hair. No, no, but Dana Dana Holgerson does have a great hairline. Yeah. Yeah. And has since his West Virginia yeah. days. His
1: da- the point is, his name is Jeff Munkin. <laughs> Jeff, Mulligan. <laughs> Jeff yeah. Mulligan.
2: Dana
0: Holmgren. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff Mullet.
2: Jeff Jeff Mulligan.
0: All right. God, uh, then we've got the Big Ten championship game, which is after the SEC mm-hmm. championship game. you got Michigan and Iowa. I'll go ahead and say, I think Houston really does have a legitimate shot at beating Cincinnati. I think Michigan... They'll win. They might wax Iowa in this game.
1: I've, said, I've heard people do the letdown, look ahead, sort of like, like, like after Ohio State. Michigan, like— Locked in? I, I, Michigan, Michigan has historically—like, they've had a rough few years. There's no question about it. They are, however, not the type of team, and Harper is not the type of coach, that after he gets a win like this, yeah, falls apart. Not, you're like, right, you're they, right. they are, they are going to—I think they are not going to mess around with this game, and I think they're going to stop them. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't remember how the, much they ran down the Ohio State's throw. That was what was most impressed about that win, is they just ran right. The Ohio State's got a good defense. And they just ran right though. And by stomp them, I mean win twenty to nine. <laughs> oh, they'll blow them away 17 to 6. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> All right. All right, and, down time for this one. Yeah. Oh, then we got uh, Georgia and Alabama. Uh, as we've mentioned, spent a lot of time on, it's kind of like the ghost of Alabama versus Georgia. Um, six losses in a row. We haven't seen a victory since my 15-year-old son who is driving, well, not by himself, was just a little infant in a crib and I couldn't yell when Mikey Henderson caught that touchdown pass because my wife was yelling at me that the baby's sleeping. So that's how (laughs) long it's been. It's been, um, yeah.
2: I woke my two-year-old daughter up. Oh, you you did. an 18-month-old. See, I
0: wasn't allowed to wake him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And by
2: I, I mean my wife. And (laughs) I was
0: at the... I was at the national championship game. I made a sad little video about it uh, back in uh, January of 2018. But um, you know, I think I think it's different. It definitely feels different. It's felt different all season. Um, Georgia hasn't uh, the closest Georgia since Clemson has come to to losing a game is winning by 17 points, and that was against Kentucky. Um, you know, the narrative is going to be written. The players are going to play. The coaches are going to coach. Um, but I see kind of it playing how it's played the entire season. <clears throat> I expect a little bit of tension in the first quarter, maybe even through the second quarter because it's the SEC championship game. I've watched a lot of Alabama this year. I've watched all of Georgia games this year. I think Georgia wins where it's not that nerve-wracking in the fourth quarter. Georgia wins – 31 to 10
1: Georgia is the better team. They've played better all year. Alabama has kind of skated by throughout everything. There is every reason to think that Georgia is not only going to win this game, but should the seven-point spread if it wasn't Alabama, I don't think anyone would be sweating that seven-point spread. But it's Alabama. And I think I've been on record on saying on this very podcast that I will uh, believe that Georgia will beat Alabama literally when I see it. I'm going to take Alabama.
2: All right. you have a score or we shot? Chob- I'm, I'm so
1: emotionally spent after <laughs> saying that. Uh, 34-31. <clears throat> okay.
2: Okay. So to beat Georgia, Alabama has to do at least the majority of these things. They have to capitalize on red zone, uh, red zone opportunities, which I mean, make score touchdowns to of field goals. Take deep shots early to keep uh, to get UGA behind the, behind the game state. They got to pressure Stetson and contain Georgia in the thirteen personnel. They have to win the turnover battle. Importantly, they do not have they cannot turn the ball over or give away possessions. They have to soften UGA's pass rush and make UGA go man-to-man and matchup co- uh, coverage option, one of the things mm-hmm. we talked about. Um, they have to find a way for the short passing game to work like the run. They have to take chances deep, and especially when for down, and they have to get Stetson to make him run on early downs. To beat Alabama, Jordan only has to do two of the following. <laughs> Pressure Bryce Young with four or five rushers. Make Alabama kick field goals in the red zone. They have to create turnovers, and I'll include fourth down conversions. They have to score points every red zone possession. They have to find creative ways to get the ball in the running, get the ball outside in the running game, or run the ball, and have a running differential of at least three plus yards per carry. So in 2017, I thought Georgia would win a very close game in the vansteads. said Georgia and Alabama were close, and I picked Georgia to win 32-28, and we lost 26-23. In 18, uh, I thought Georgia would win a close game, and the Van Stats of Georgia and Alabama were close, and I picked Georgia to lose. Um, 34-31, we lost 35-28. So where I am is Kirby was hired to make this team become what it is, the team that unseats Alabama on the top of the college football world. All this to say is Georgia has the talent, the coaching, the mentality to win this game. We've dominated common opponents, we've played consistently well all season while Alabama has struggled, especially down the road and against common opponents. And while Alabama definitely has one player better than Georgia at quarterback, I can make the argument that all the other players are a push or in Georgia's favor. I see this going a lot like the Florida or Tennessee game, Uh, a bit back and forth, especially early Maybe Alabama scores early and makes a a couple impressive drives, and then the defense will clamp down at some point and make them miserable. Monken uh, will have the right plays dialed up, and Georgia will outscore Alabama in the second half. Stetson gets the Alabama monkey off his back. Advanced stats say we win by seven. Regular stats say we're going to win. I say we're going to win. Georgia wins this game
1: 34-20. 34-20. That would be very pleasant. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. It had me nervous there. Thirty-four twenty would be uh, the platonic ideal. I would love that game.
2: I should have made the mistake of going back and listening to the podcast before the oh, wow. national wow. championship in the 2018. Wow. Because I'd forgotten I picked Alabama to win, and I didn't realize how present I was, right? Because I thought, surely I picked Georgia to win, but I picked Alabama to win mm-hmm. and got pretty close in the score. I just, listen Uh, A student, one of my students this week asked me, what do you think about Georgia? And and like, without even thinking about it, I was like, Georgia wins (laughs) 31-21. It wasn't even a thought. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of how I ended up here is that uh, Bill Conley's stats has Georgia win in this game 31-24. And Bill Conley's stats also has underestimated Georgia's defense Mm -hmm. every game. I mean, literally every game. Well, well they keep shutting people off. With the, so. with the exception of Charleston Southern, <laughs> right, right, right? They with yeah. Charleston Southern scored yeah. a touchdown yeah, right, right. on a, a crazy yeah, right, two right. fumble game yeah, play, right. um, and that's kind of where I am. I think I think Alabama scores more points than anybody else has. I just think Georgia scores more.
1: I think Georgia is better than Alabama. I'm just I'm going on my record with my with my sets and concerns. I I, I still have concerns about him. But that's not really the reason I'm picking. The reason that I'm picking is I need to yeah. see Georgia beat Alabama yeah. before I actually pick. Uh, I, I mean, I, I we this is the fourth time that we've had a Georgia-Alabama game on this podcast. Fifteen. The national championship game and the SEC championship game. The fifth time. This will be the fifth, yeah. And i am picked Alabama all four times, and I've been correct all four times. Yeah, you're right. So uh, I'm going to – until uh, – until proven otherwise, um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against uh, what my... Th- you know, the heart wants what it wants, uh, as Emily Dickinson said, not Woody Allen. Uh, but um, I obviously want George to win this game. We'll see. It's going to be great. I can't wait. This is, this is my favorite, one of my favorite weekends of the year, every year, uh, whatever happens. I promise, by the way, I'm not. Uh, two years ago, I got in like a... a wasn't a scuffle. But it was a disagreement with a dude that was wearing one of those M-A-G-A Georgia logo hats... And I, for the record, if I see that guy this year, I'm gonna—I'm I'm not going having any trouble. I'm not—I'm—I'm I'm taking 2021 off from politics, <laughs> uh, or whatever the hell he is. Um, but uh, we're gonna be cool. I, I can't wait. Uh, there's nothing but good vibes uh, going to this game. I can't—I can't, I I'm can't so wait to be a part
2: fired of it. up. I cannot I, wait. I, I, that's
1: exactly how I feel about. It. Like nothing—nothing's it gonna take I'm my just, joy away. Even a loss is not gonna take my joy away because then uh, they're yeah, play we're still in the playoffs. We're still in the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
2: uh, I, I hope to see you over there. Yeah, okay, we'll I'm there. the same as you. We're Going over, uh, going over Friday and staying with some friends, and then we'll probably stay there Saturday night. We'll have to see. We got to be back fairly early Sunday Mm -hmm. for stuff, but I'm ready to make this happen, guys. Mm -hmm. Listen, we got August. We all, I think, the three of us predicted Georgia would win the East. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is where we thought we would be. I don't think any of us predicted this. The team would look (laughs) the way they looked, right? I still think this is the best team of my lifetime and I'm an old bitch. So let's go over there,
1: let's do this. Let's He's a bad bitch. I He's am a, a bad, bad bitch. <laughs> I don't wear pearls but All right. well hey everyone, be safe out there. Be careful out there. Hang in there. Uh, let's do this, and we will do our post game, by the way, after the rankings come out because the rankings will come out at noon on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, we'll, it'll
2: be late Sunday. Yeah. So
1: yeah. we're not going to be ready to get going uh, first thing. But hey, otherwise, be safe out there. Uh, enjoy it, and hey, go dogs.
2: Go dogs.
0: And thanks so much for listening. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and maybe hear some of our ramblings during the SEC Championship game. Uh, Our Twitter handle is at WSLS Podcast. Also, if you're a thing, if if social media is a thing, you're a thing, definitely. But if social media is a thing with you, uh, we're also on Instagram at WSLS Podcast as well. So uh, safe travels to... Atlanta for the second week in a row uh, I have really good feelings about it and I think you should too and if you're listening to this uh, you need to get off William Street exit right now that's where you have to go park if you're listening while you're driving <laughs> to the game get off William Street it's, uh, it's a little bit quicker but uh, other than that uh, we'll see you on campus sometime soon and as always go dogs. <laughs> just let it fade out
1: I feel like that would have worked better if you hadn't said, I'm going to let it fade out. <laughs> I know. It's like when you say that uh, uh, that was a good segue. And close. And close.